This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My name is Chris Filler. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello. My name is Derek Combs, and I listen to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Maddie Robson, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. Right, man, are we there? There we go. I thought I may as well just sort of like add everybody as the as the preamble this week. I thought that'd be a bit of fun. <laughs> is the camera all right? Is it not working this week? Oh, boom! There we go. <laughs> there you are. There you are. Right. That's sorted, man. That's sorted. Right, I'll add, uh, I'll add Will in. Get Will involved. Here we go. I'll let him know he's being recorded when he comes in. <laughs> oh, he's got his microphone cut off. <laughs> Technical issues. Can you hear us, Will? Can't see or hear you. Hey, look, there he is. There he is. We're all Hi, being yeah. recorded, Will. How are you doing? You all right, man? We're all being recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For your warning. <laughs> How are you doing? You all right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Hang on. Yeah, yeah, get your stuff ready, get your stuff ready, settle down. Uh, we've got the end of season awards, a bit of news first, and then we've got the end of season awards, and then uh, and then that's it, man, that's it, a good a good one this week, just all, all good stuff, all positive vibes. Right, here we go. All right, Maras, how's it going? Welcome back to the Blue Army podcast. This is episode 68, and I am proud to be joined by two men that I like to nickname the Brain Trust. I'm talking about Liam Denwood and Will. Say hello, lads. Hello, lads. How are we? How are we? How are we? How are we? The Liams, yes, that's it. Will's, you have to get on. Yeah, I've got a little announcement as well. If we could kind of, before we get on, just want to wish our host Liam Barton a happy birthday for the weekend <laughs> well for the weekend just gone oh well thank you thank you mate thank you yes it was my birthday <laughs> cheers man cheers Liam thank you cheers Wills um yeah thanks man it was my birthday and uh, I mean that'll lead like, quite nicely on to one of our regular features which is the birthdays a little bit untraditional but we're off lads we're off to the races here we go Right, this week's birthdays, we had 60-year-old Callum O'Hanlon, who was a goalkeeper with the clubs back in day. We had 43-year-old Jamie McLean. And there was a bit of a mix-up on the fan page this week. Um, so, happy belated birthday, 21st, to Mr Jack 
armor. Uh, I'm sure Jack Armour is going to feature for everybody a little bit later on at the mm-hmm. end of season awards. He's definitely a player that's uh, made that left back position become his own. And uh, yeah, happy birthday to me and happy birthday to all of them, eh? Happy birthday. <laughs> There we go, there we go. And, uh, you know, we've still got other traditions to crack on with here on the Blue Army podcast. But first of all, Wills, like you mentioned, it was my birthday this week. So a new feature joining us on the podcast. You have this book as well, Wills. Um, It is On This Day, Carlisle United. This is something that my missus picked up for me for my birthday. So today, the 16th of May, what happened on this day for Carlisle United, you might ask? Well... Manager Mick Wadsworth refused to concede that all was lost following a 2-0 home defeat at the Hards of Wickham in the first leg of the Division 3 playoff final. He said they played well and I think they deserved the result, but we are not out of it yet. We have some determined players here and we can go there confident that we can turn this around. Uh, do you lads know what happened? Um, did nope. it go down? We lost 2-1. Yeah, we lost 2-1. So we didn't go up. No, we didn't go up, man. We didn't go oh, up. So we lost 2-1. Promotion one. chasing. We were promotion chasing under Mick Wadsworth in the year 1994 on May the 16th. So I'm going to cross that. I'm going to do a little sign next to that one. So I say that's been used. And that's another new feature we've got here yeah. on the Blue Army podcast. And of course... How can we get things started? We're getting we're getting stockpiled right at the start, aren't we? We're going to have to rejig these features. But it is, of course, time for the Blue Army podcast. Joke of the week. Is he having a laugh? I think he's trying to. It's the Blue Army podcast. Joke of the week. Let's get in. Here we go. Um, and we've been doing some caucus recently. We know how it goes. Mm-hmm. We do know how it goes. Right, here we are. How did Benjamin Franklin feel when he discovered electricity? Um, but don't know. How did Benjamin Franklin feel when he discovered electricity? Shocked. I mean, go on, man. <laughs> 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 what more do you want? What more do you want, lads? What more do you want? We nailed it. We nailed it. We nailed it. I was, I mean, I was, was looking at start. Liam to see if like, maybe neither of us could laugh and we could just have a little bit of tumbleweed. <laughs> you played it well. You played it well. I had me sweating. You had me sweating. But there we go. The joke of the week this week. I mean, there, there we go. There we go. The hour with the hour, lads. The hour with the hour. And I'll tell you what, the news is what it is this week. Obviously, when the football stops, the rumour mill starts flying about transfers. Mm-hmm. And there's been a couple of big transfer stories that can affect Carlisle United this week. The first of which, lads, I'm going to start with is the story of huge interest in Dean Henderson and, of course, the portion of that transfer fee that might come to Brunton Park. Now, a lot of people have speculated about the sort of percentage and the figures that might be going around at the moment, but apparently interest from Newcastle United in Dean Henderson has intensified this week. Um, Lads, I'll start, I'll start with you, Liam, mate. I'll start with you, Liam, mate. Wills, you're, you're here for the yeah. long run, lads. So I'll start with you, Liam, mate. What can this transfer mean in terms of things for the club? Well, from what I've heard, it's it's either it's anywhere between 5 and 25% the sell-on clause. And now, what I think it's going to do is I don't think we can get carried away and say that all this money is going to go into transfers or anything like that. I think the big lump some of this is just going to be used to pay all the debt off in the club, which is what I would do, which, you know, it, it's not, 
I wouldn't disagree with that decision. But I think Paul Simpson, when he first came into the club, said that that's something that really needed sorting out. And I think this could be just like a, a quick, easy way of sorting that out. And that, that's 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 how I see it. But look, it's it's got it's got to happen first. And I I'm really scared that it's just going to be like a loan deal, which which is what it, it probably will be. No, now look. Yeah, yeah. Uh, will you got anything to add to that? Um, no, I think like Liam had some kind of good points, and probably, I mean, it probably is important if we do get any influx of money that we kind of pay off debts because that's the sort of thing that kind of has potentially kept investors from coming into the club. So even though it might not be the most exciting thing, if fans were maybe hoping that we'd that we get a load of money and start splashing it, it's potentially like the first step to then someone coming into the club because there's no longer any debts and then they can invest money. I feel like it's a it's a transfer story that's really popular with the fans because it comes with a lot of possibilities um, of of what it can it, how it can impact the club. It's one of those instant fixes, isn't it? It's one of those sort of like lottery moments if it if it can come through for the club. Yeah. Uh, in in other news relating to goalkeepers, as of course being Paul Simpson rubbishing the rumours of Kieran Westwood signing for Carlisle United uh, since being released by uh, was it Sheffield Wednesday has been most recently with um apparently the reasoning for this is the fact that Mark Howard being an experienced goalkeeper and um him being released, Paul Simpson went on to say that why would I release an experienced goalkeeper if I wanted to bring in an experienced goalkeeper? The idea is to bring through some youth. So, um, I mean, lads, w- w- would you have been interested in seeing Kieran Westwood come back? I'll let Will you go first, mate, this time. Uh, would you have been interested in seeing Kieran Westwood come back to the club to finish his career off? I mean, if it was announced that he was signing, then I would kind of be very positive about that because it'd be lovely to see him back. But, um, you know, at the same time, I would have liked Mark Howard to stay. A lot of fans would have, but Paul Simpson's made his point. So if he then brought back Kieran Westwood, then I would probably be feeling like, well, could we not have just kept Mark Howard? He did well for us. So, I, you know, I'd want to see Simo, you know, you know, having said that he wants a young keeper, stick to that, having released Howard. Yeah, I think that's pretty much what Paul Simpson has said in his comments. Liam, yeah. have you got anything to, to add to that? I mean, would you have preferred to have seen Mark Howard over bringing in Kieran Westwood if they were the two options on the table? I think I'd rather have Mark Howard than um, Kieran Westwood, and that's just nothing to say. That I, it's not that I don't rate Kieran Westwood, it's just that Mark Howard is just a younger, more match-fit Kieran Westwood, in my opinion. You know, because I think, what is it, 35 years old against 37? I think what he's probably going to do is bring in a goalkeeper like the one that's just been released by Crew. I can't pronounce his name. He's Finnish. It's Will Jaskaline. And some, I think that's yeah. how you pronounce it. 23 years old. and or, or maybe even, I heard from somebody that is looking at players at Newcastle. Maybe bring him back Mark Gillespie. He's only 30 years old. You know, he's still got mm. the, he's still technically in his prime. I think, I think a goalkeeper like that would be a lot more sensible than bringing back some really old sort of past fan favourite. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. Paul Simpson came out and made these comments because, of course, you want to quash the expectations of maybe some supporters. Because, actually, I did hear it from my dad that we signed Kieran Westwood, and I was like, I'm pretty sure we haven't. So I had to do a bit of research on the story. Yeah. Um, 
So this week, obviously, seeing my dad because of my birthday, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, um, I had to rubbish the story, do a bit of research on it, and I wanted to talk about it here, the, the possibilities of it. And, and yeah, I feel like Simpsons comments picking Mark Howard over uh, Akira and Westwood. I mean, you lads have summed it up brilliantly there. So we'll move on to uh, just a little bit of news news, to be honest, lads. Uh, not, not much opinion needed on this one. Uh, Bimson Haulage has been announced as the new shirt sponsor for next season. So very similar to an Eddie Stobbett company, you know, they do a bit of like long distance. It's an international company, but it's based in the region. And uh, it's a new deal. It seems to happen almost every season. Tar very much Thomas Graham. This kit was lovely. This black, um, this, this black kit was lovely. And I look forward to the possibilities of seeing what the colours are going to be next year. And of course, other news uh, that is just news is the fact that Carlisle have released their pre-season friendlies, or at least their first three pre-season friendlies for next season. I'm talking about Penrith, Kendall and Workington. Um, I mean, a little bit of side news, a little bit of interesting news is Danny Graham's back managing Workington. Um, that's only good for Cumbrian football. I know Liam from speaking to you in the past, you're quite a fan of Danny Graham. Uh, so you must be happy to see him back in the region. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I, I went to the Workington semi-final playoff against, uh, I can't remember who it was. They lost. They conceded in the last minute of normal time and then conceded in the first minute of extra time. And yet they just didn't look as, because look, I, I've got family who support them and I, I sometimes go when there isn't a Carlisle match on or, you know, their season finishes at different times than ours. So I, I, I sometimes, I've sometimes been going down there. And from the, from speaking to people, they just don't seem to rate the, the manager as much as, or the past manager they've just sacked as much as they've rated Danny Granger. And Danny Granger's gone away, uh, not done a particularly great job in Scotland. And not, that's not mm. entirely down to him because his boss, the, the man that brought him over, he was only assistant manager. So that's obviously been like, you know, it hasn't been great for him. So I think coming back here, he's got unfinished business. He finished top of the league twice and neither mm. time got promoted. Like He's got unfinished business at working. And I think it's a really good thing for him and for working and for Cumbrian football, him coming back. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, man. I mean, in terms of Carlisle City's promotion, working to the point in Danny Granger, uh, there's just a bit of a buzz around Cumbrian football at the moment. Obviously, Paul Simpson coming back, Carlisle uh, doing quite well towards the end of the season, staying in the Football League. And the fact that Barrow are obviously staying in the Football League, of course. Um, Wills, do you feel like this yeah. impacts Cumbrian football a bit? Do you like Danny Graham back at Workington? Does that just sound nice to you to have him back on the doorstep? Um, yeah, I mean... Um, I think, like uh, Liam said, he's got unfinished business because it was very unfortunate with kind of what happened with the with the kind of like what should have been promotion seasons. Um, so, you know, hopefully he's going to go back there, get them promoted. Um, I think um, our Workington, Kendall, no, Kendall in a different... Which, which I don't know. Are Workington in the division where there's like three Cumbrian teams in the same division now? Or... We had, yeah, we had to look at that, didn't we? Last yeah. uh, like last last week on the podcast, I feel like no Workington weren't in that division, but Carlisle City, Kendall, and who else was in that division? Was it Penrith? Celtic? Was Ka- Penrith, Penrith, maybe. Penrith, yeah. yeah. Carlisle City got promoted to that division. I feel. Liam, do you I know think Kendall have been relegated to it? I think Whiteheaven are in that league as well. I think working in maybe one or two divisions above that. Yeah, yeah. Workington. Yeah. Workington just below Conference North because it was always kind of like their level to be around, like you know, only a couple of you know, not that far from the football league, I suppose. 
Uh, yeah, I feel like they were, and then Barrow went past Lincoln. them. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Liam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but great, the great, great things in terms of Cumbrian football. Danny Gray coming back to the region. We wish him all the best mm-hmm. over there at Workington. And Liam, you you mentioned something about going to support Workington on days that Carlisle aren't at home or Carlisle aren't playing, kind of thing. And I feel like it's important just to go and see all Cumbrian football in that way because I mean the pints are nice and cheap, the pies are nice and filling, and they're cheap as well, nice and warm. It's just a good day out, man. It's just a nice cheap day out. It's a nice alternative, yeah. and it's still football at the end of the day. Um, yeah. Let's get on to the big ticket items, uh, gentlemen, for the uh, for the episode today. Uh, this is the end of season awards, and um, there's going to be a playlist by an artist that I want to talk about and I want to thank. Mangy Mangy Moose is somebody that has done me the last two theme tunes for the podcast and the playlist that you'll be able to hear in the background. Unfortunately, gentlemen, right now, you two won't be able to hear it, but what the uh, audience will be able to hear it, and if you listen back to it, you'll be able to hear Mangy Mangy Moose, uh, a collection of his uh, Spotify songs, so you can hear a bit more of his music rather than just the same old theme song every week. So that'll be starting in three, two, one, now. Uh, that makes the editing so much easier for me, lads. So moving on, um, <laughs> the first award, <laughs> the first award that we're going to talk about is Most Improved Player. Um, I'm going to go with a gentleman that's been with the club the longest... I'm going to go with a gentleman um, that has made a lot of appearances and really sort of turned up a notch this season. I'm going to go with Morgan Feeney. For me, he's just had a really good season. He scored a really important goal against Oldham. Um, I just wanted to get things kicked off, lads, and get the ball rolling. I'm going to pass over to you, Liam Denwood, to, to nominate your most improved player of the season. I think I'm going to go with the same. Uh, Morgan Feeney, I was at that Oldham game. You know, I remember at the start of the season, I said in my videos that we had such, such a lack of experience at the back. And yeah, what, what a player he's turned out to be. And he's one that I'd really hope can be offered like a, a big, big new like three-year contract. But yeah, it's, he's just a special player and he's, in, he's improved leaps and bounds. Yeah, Wills, mate, who are you nominating for the award? I mean, you're going to be 2-1 outnumbered, but who are you nominating? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go, yes, I'm going to go slightly different. Uh, still with a young defender, and I'm going to go with Jack Armour, who had a good season. I mean, he did have a good season last season as well uh, when he displaced Anderton, but I think he's kind of, you know, for, you know, he's still a young lad, but he's kind of improved this season, and you kind of feel like there's not any doubt about who's going to be you know there's no question that we need to go into the market for another left back because we've got Jack Armour now hopefully yeah that was <laughs> that was my number two yeah that was it man yeah. I mean obviously George Tanner the tail of last season um, he was our young uh, wing back option and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just see you know, how things go with Jack Armour we're not desperate for money but I didn't feel like we were desperate for money last season but you know, we still end up selling really good players at unfortunately really tight times because that's just the predicament that the, the board seemed to feel like we're, we're forced into. But Jack Armour, mate, that was probably the second person I was going to go with in terms of most improved player this season. Other players that miss out for me is probably Simeu, um, but he didn't play enough games to pick up an award. He started quite rough at Carlisle the first couple of games, looked a bit lost, uh, took a while for him to get going and then really kicked on and became one of the strongest players at the back. And, um, I mean, if, it was, if there was a most consistent award, 
Well, I mean, if uh, I, yeah, the is, we'll just make it up. Uh, oh, most yeah, consistent award. If there was a most consistent award, um, I'd go with John Mellish because he's been all over the pitch. You know, I couldn't say most improved when I was yeah. trying to think of other players to throw into the most improved hat. I thought John Mellish, but actually, he's just been really consistent all over the pitch, hasn't he? Started the season, scored a, a couple of goals, and then moved all over the pitch. So, uh, Wills, we'll go back in reverse order this time. Yeah. Most consistent player for you, mate. Most consistent player. Uh, it's got to be Mark Howard. I think he's just yeah. been consistent all season long. Um, John Mellish didn't, you know, he, he didn't always do that well um, in sort of like when Paul. That's it. We're not talking about best player exactly. We'll distinct yeah. distinction between them. We're not talking about best player. We're just talking about somebody who could hit the sixes and maybe a couple of sevens. You know, that's all we're talking about. Just nice and I'm, consistent. Isn't sixes and a couple of sevens the sight the mark of a bad player? Usually sixes. <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't I mean, like, look where we finished. Look where we finished this <laughs> okay. year, man. You know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be nice to get more sixes and sevens? <laughs> and uh, Liam, for you, mate, who, who, who cruised through the season for you this year? Yeah, let's take Tristan up. Everyone's been consistently shit, or is that too hard? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But you know, interestingly enough. Interestingly <laughs> enough, and we may as well move on to this one, actually. The Foxes yeah. feature man of the match total for the season. Interestingly enough, Tristan Abraham's picked up two of these awards early on in the year. Um, he got nominated <laughs> uh, for two man of the matches. And, and it wasn't either. It wasn't in two separate... Ep- it, it was, sorry, in two separate episodes. So he must have had two decent games to be nominated at least twice. But, um, yeah, I've got the top three for you, lads. The top three Foxes features Man of the Match. Coming in at number three, it's joint. It's joint between Mark Howard and Callum Guy. Any surprises? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, top three. Number two, Omari Patrick. And number one, Jordan Gibson. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Gibson, because, I mean, I think because, like, the thing as well was that we we only really gave them out when we were kind of doing well. And Jordan Gibson Gibson was, like, a big part of, like, a really good spell of a really good spell of um, games that we had. And probably also going back to, like, that little decent spell that we had under Keith Millen when we kind of, like, picked up a bit. I think probably Jordan Gibson picked up a few of the matches there. So he was kind of, like... Um, a big player for the big games or for the, you know, like when the team was playing well he kind of like became like the best player Yeah, yeah, he's one of those people you could hang your hats on. Liam, any surprises for you there? I'm surprised Morgan Feeney wasn't in it mm, but apart from mm, that, I think Just that outside, think, just well, outside yeah. I'm Sorry, go on and As well, the old guy with him being injured for most of the season I'm surprised he was kind of on there as well but yeah, you know, I think Amari Patrick there's no surprise there. I, 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 if I was to predict, I'd probably say Amari Patrick and Jordan Gibson because that you know you always give one of the matches to attackers, don't you? So. Yeah, no real surprises there. No real surprises, man. It's interesting. Let's uh, lead towards uh, best player we'll go for. We'll go for best player. So this is the best player in a Carlisle United shirt this season for you, gentlemen. Um, Wills, mate, you can go first. Um, Amari Patrick. Um, so this is the awards for the player who you would just rate the highest overall. Yes. Yeah, I think Amari Patrick's kind of, of all the players we've got, He's the closest one to being a league above standard. 
never said before. Yeah, um, yeah, I do agree with you. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I agree with you so much that he's the person that I nominated as well for my player of the season. <laughs> um, in terms of, uh, for me, it was in terms of important goals scored, uh, just, yeah. just being able to come in in January and, and, and just consistently get on the end of things and, and just, you know, just provide that hope really by scoring those goals. And it wasn't, it, it didn't really matter if it was Millen or Simpson for Patrick. He looked good under both managers. And, yeah. um, I'm, I'm hoping he's going to go on to do really good things. Liam, are you going to surprise us with your decision? <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. As as much as I as much as I do oh. like Patrick, and he I think he's he is in terms of natural ability, he's probably our best player. But I think Morgan Feeney has really really surprised me at how good he is. Like he he has been just my favourite player all all season, and he is a brilliant young defender. So yeah, he's he's my nomination for that. No, I mean fair enough, man. Um, I mean two to one, obviously. So it's gonna go to Omari Patrick. I'm surprised, obviously, I mean, at the end of season awards, I mean, it was Mark Howard, wasn't it, that picked it up at the end of season awards? They yeah. picked up all the awards, didn't he? Yes, yeah, so I'm surprised that none of us have gone for Mark Howard and, and we've all favoured um, players of just uh, more brave, maybe showed a bit more heart I this season. I did for Mark Howard for consistency. I mean, yeah, consistency, but not <laughs> best player. And that's not really an award, we just made it up on the yeah. spot. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> um, what I did find actually was fun. I think you were here, weren't you, Liam, when we did the end of year awards, the sort of like half season awards that we did. Were you here for that, Liam? Yeah, yeah. yeah so some of the things on there, best defender, it was between Corey Whelan and Jack Armour. I mean, how do we feel Corey Whelan's finished this year? He, got, he just got replaced. I think he, he, he just lost his place, unfortunately, to Morgan Feeney. And he, he's one that's under contract for next season and, and one that, you know, he's got leadership qualities. When Callum Guy first went out of the team, he was the one given the captain month, uh, captain's arm month. So he, he's obviously got something in him. And I think maybe a, a back two of them, of them two could possibly be something we'd look at. But yeah, no, he just got replaced. Yeah, was it just as simple as that, Wills? Yeah, and also he kind of like had that disadvantage. That's sometimes a disadvantage that he's able to play in more than one position. Um, I think in even three, because I think he maybe filled in at right back at some point this season. And I think as like Joe Riley found out as well, um, you know, managers might quite appreciate it if they've got players that can fill in more than one position. But it doesn't always it doesn't always work work out well for the player because as soon as there's a bit of an injury thing, they're the one that gets moved out of their preferred position. Uh, I think I think Whelan had a bit of that. He seemed to go backwards and forwards between defence and midfield quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, there was a player for me that was hot and cold on consistency, but when you say it like that, when you're getting moved out of position, when you're getting moved around, it's obviously probably quite hard to find a bit of consistency because you don't know where you are going to be from week to week. We also said uh, best midfielder was Joe Riley at the time. Obviously, with the season going on, he played a lot more right back and defensive football than he than he got to play midfield for the second half of the season. But, I mean, arguably... One of the better right backs, and um, we'll get onto this when we talk about the best uh, eleven. But arguably, the best right back at the club, even when Mello was there. Riley. Yeah, and if it wasn't for the injuries to the midfield, he would have stayed at right back. 
wouldn't you say? I don't know. I, I don't think Riley was particularly happy at right back, and he he did make some mistakes. He had like there was, I mean, it was one game in particular where he made two mistakes, leading to two goals conceded. Um, and you could you could tell in his performances there that it wasn't really his position. He did all right there, but I, I wouldn't necessarily have said that I would rather see him there than Kelvin Meller when Kelvin Meller was fit. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And uh, Liam, we said that uh, Gibson was the best attacker at the time, and obviously Gibson's now sort of gone into that midfield role um, more recently, and, and Paul Simpson preferring to play a front two. Going into next season, and obviously transfers coming in and that kind of thing, would you like to see Gibson return to an attacking role or stay in a midfield wide role? To be honest with Gibson, I think he might leave in the summer. I don't think he's a player that Paul Simpson particularly rates, and I don't think he's. He, yeah, I don't think he finished the season well. But I, 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 I honestly don't know what's going to happen to him. I think he was he was better as a winger than he was as a midfielder because I didn't really rate him when he moved in that midfield role. But I really wouldn't be surprised to see him just leave completely in the summer for a, a profit. Yeah, I mean you don't. Yeah, you don't well, like. Um, see the qualities in him that you would expect of a midfielder. Um, you know, when you see him, especially when you see him on the wing. But I think I think uh, Paul Simpson said just recently that he has apparently no no plans to transfer list any of our current contracted players. Whether that means he's found someone who'll who'll pay for Tristan Abraham or he can just release. I, I, I mean, like, yeah, because <laughs> I mean, I think we'd probably assume that Abraham's not staying. So like. <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> so he maybe doesn't count in that. But like, presumably, is includes players like Jordan Gibson in that when he says he doesn't plan on transfer listing anyone. Yeah, they were yeah, the most enough. recent comments. They were the most recent comments that came out. But yeah, maybe he does want to look at Justin Abrahams. Who knows? I mean, he started the season well enough to get two Foxes featured Man of the Match awards, and they're really <laughs> high esteem awards, as you both know, uh, being a part of those decisions on occasions this year. Um, but the last sort of like award before we get onto the best 11, before we announce the best 11, are our nominations for goal of the season. And I think I'm going to do a poll for this on, on the Facebook thing. So we'll announce this next week. So we're all allowed to nominate a goal. Now I'll kick things off this time. I don't feel like I've kicked one off for a, for a few categories now. Um, I'm going to nominate Omari Patrick's, uh, sorry, Jordan Gibson's goal against Bradford. It was a beautiful turn. It was against his old team. It was a great distant, um, just inside the box finish after turning the defender and uh, into the far corner, goes over to the away fans and really rubs it in. Um, great celebration, great goal, great skill. That's my nomination for goal of the season. Wills, what's your nomination? Um, there was a Toby Show Silver one that I wanted to nominate, but I can't remember who it was against. Rochdale, we were that one when he ran. No, not that one. There was a. It, it was a different one. one. It was an away match. Was it? Was it? Was it away match? I think. I don't think it was a home game, so I can't remember. So I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm going to nominate Joe Riley against Newport away to Newport. Ah. Right. The goal in the first second minute after a lovely bit of passing football right okay I'll have to look for it but I'll find it right okay oh I got my pen out sorry I nearly forgot to write these down uh, Joe Riley <laughs> <laughs> you part right okay and uh, Liam who are you nominating what goal are you nominating for your goal of the season uh, can I just say real quickly as well that 
Joe Riley goal at Newport. I was on my Duke of Edinburgh thing when that happened, and I yeah. remember listening to that in my teacher in the back of my teacher's van. At, like, <laughs> after class. You just, you've just unlocked a weird memory I didn't know I had. But, uh, <laughs> I think I think mine mine's gonna be maybe not for the quality of the goal, but just for what it meant. Probably uh, Morgan Feen Morgan Feeney's goal at Oldham. Yeah, no, I'm not sitting with all my nominations as well. They're all Morgan Feeney. But... Did that get the close? Yeah, the pattern. Of... Did, did, did that get the official goal of the season at the awards thing as well? I think the champagne, the, the London yeah. brand champagne bucket moment. It was. Yeah. All right. So yeah, champagne <laughs> bucket moment is yeah slightly different to goal of the season then, isn't it? Yeah, but goal of the season still is is up for votes. I feel like I feel like yeah. there's not been a goal of the it season is a announced champagne yet. Bucket moment, yeah. But that's okay. a champagne bucket moment. Oh, okay. Went to the Golden Phoenix goal, the big looping header, wasn't it, Liam, against Oldham away, um, in right at the in the away end as well, I believe. So in front of the Carlisle, uh, yeah, well, loyal. It was brilliant. Yeah, there you go. I mean, like that was that's what you mean by champagne moment, don't you? Do you know what I mean? Like it's a sweeter yeah, moment. It's, a moment. it's not necessarily I mean I mean Liam, you think it's the best goal this season. Um, but obviously as a moment, it's arguably probably the best goal this season, just as a moment, not necessarily as a technical goal, but as a moment, like absolutely you could say that. Um but lads this has been a great part one for this episode and uh, we're going to do part two in just a couple of minutes and the audience will be able to come back and join us for that when we go through and debate our Carlisle best 11 for the season in a bit. All right, and welcome back to part two, lads, and welcome back to part two, the audience. Uh, we, of course, I've already told everybody the juicy, juicy, juicy things that are coming up next, which is cost our Nominations for Carlisle United's best 11 this season. Ooh. The first thing, though, gentlemen, the first thing, the first thing, it's quite interesting. What formation do we go for? That's the thing. That's the thing. That's the first thing that's up for debate. Do we go for the formation that Paul Simpson finished the season with, with the five at the back, the three in the midfield, and the two up front? Do we do a traditional 4 4 2 like a lot of teams do in this situation? I mean, uh, I mean uh, Liam, I mean, how do you want to go with this? Stick to Simpson. I said five three two is probably you know it's, it's what our team's built around. So yeah, five five three two. Well, yeah, no, I'll agree with Liam there. Um, Simpson's ended the season playing that. To be fair, I suppose we don't know if he's going to continue playing it, but we've got to pick a formation, so we'll go with that one. Yeah, I'm glad you both said that, lads, because that's the formation I've picked as well. So we're going to go forwards with what we've got on our respective pieces of paper. And in these situations, gentlemen, they normally start with the goalkeeper. And I don't think it's going to be that difficult. I don't think um, we're going to have too much more to add to the fact that it's going to be Mark. It's Mark Howard for me, mate. It's Mark Howard. Uh, Liam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody all round. Yeah. yeah, it's Mark Howard, isn't it? It's Mark Howard. There's not, there's not a lot more you can say about Mark Howard this season. He's been Mr. Consistent Wills. You've already said it. Um, and of course, he's played the most games in goals, kept the most clean sheets, looked the best in goal for us, really came in at a moment where we needed him. And he did a really good job. And in terms of, I mean, maybe signing of the season as well, he's probably arguably the, the signing of the season as well, which is something we didn't really talk about. Uh, but you've got Gibson there as well. Ooh, so I'm glad we didn't talk about it because maybe we would have got into a bit of a ramble. But yeah, Mark Howard is in goal for our team of the season. We'll go across the defensive line and probably somebody else that uh, isn't going to cause a lot of debate. Um, Wills, you can go first with left back. 
Um, left back. Um, so it's more of a left wing back as, as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be the role. Jack Armour. Yeah, has to be Jack yeah. Armour, doesn't it? Yeah, Liam. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. Jack Armour. It has to be Jack Armour uh, again. Will you nominated him for Mister Consistent? I mean, we, we, we've discussed him being one of the best assets at the club. So we'll move on quickly, and we'll go into where the decisions start getting a bit more difficult for me. Um, in terms of right back, I've already mentioned the fact that I feel like Riley was a really good uh, right back. But when you get to the third midfielder and who the best third midfielder is this season, things got difficult for me as well. And you'll maybe understand a little bit more when we get on to that. But uh, right back for me, for reasons because I wanted to get Riley into the midfield, is Mella. I've gone for Mella at right back. Um, I feel like he, his experience at an important time of the season helped to stabilise the defence. He was good with his communication on the field when he had a young goalkeeper at the back, when we had Norman at the back when he came in at first. And then um, Howard really started to show his leadership qualities as well. And then Mella got injured and then it's, it was a struggle for him to get back into the side. But for me, my team of the season, lads, it's got Mella at right back. Liam, who have you got? your right back. I've gone with neither... Joe Riley or Meller because I wanted Joe Riley in my midfield and I don't particularly rate Kelvin Meller. And there's a young lad, Joel Senior, who played a handful of games in them. He, he played quite a few games and he was really good in them, but then he got a bad injury. So I think just from them quality of the first of them few games for him, I've put him right back for me, Joel Senior. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Joel Senior realised it's a bit of a surprise one, man. Like, he hasn't had loads of games, I have to say. So, I mean, like, in terms of um, being able to influence the season, I have to challenge you a little bit on there, man. I mean, um, Mella played more games. He just looked to dominate a bit more this season. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to... You, I mean, you're going to have to... You know, he's going to have to prove a bit more this next season, isn't he? He's going to have to show a bit more when he gets back from injury. When is he due back from injury, do you know? October, I think. It's October, he's going to be back, so, yeah, early October. All right, OK, OK, so October. All right, OK, OK, so I'll see things. I mean, Wills, who have you gone for right back? Um, I don't know if I've, like, understood the point of the... the, the I don't know if I've understood the point of your question enough, because I've gone for George Tanner, because <laughs> he's the best, <laughs> right, the best right back that's played for us so far this season. And I, I mean, fair the enough, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you would have to say that, yeah. Wouldn't you? <laughs> I don't know if you like just want players that are, like ended the season with us or like. <laughs> no, I mean you've made a really good point, mate. No, yeah. <laughs> you've made a really interesting point. Yeah, I mean you, you you probably could argue the fact that Joel Tanner. I mean, how many games did he play? I think like one, three or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's probably more games than Joel Senior. <laughs> <laughs> so you could definitely argue that, like, that George Tanner has been the rest, best right back this season. Do you, and do you know what? I'd rather give it to I'd rather give it to Tanner over Mella. Yeah, yeah. Liam? Yeah, I mean, if you had to pick a team out of the players that have played for us this season, which is kind of what I was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liam, I would have, I mean, I would have it, it, picked Aaron Hayden as well, but he's he didn't actually play for us. <laughs> are, you, are you agreeing? With, are you agreeing with George Tanner? Now, has that changed your mind at all? I mean, it's two to one now. I'm going with I'm going with I'm going with Tanner. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good answer. Yeah, I'll, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, he goes in at right back. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, there we go. 
we got Howard in goal, Armour at left back, and uh, and yeah, Tanner at right back. I mean, so we've got the rest of the back three to decide yeah. now. Um, I mean, yeah, three three central defenders. Uh, I've gone. I've gone with Mellish, Feeney, and Simiu. Um, Wills, you've made a really good point, so you can carry on on your streak, mate. Who have yeah. you gone with for centre backs? Same, Mellish, Feeney, Simu. Yes, Mellish. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a, a quite consistent backline. Liam, are you going to throw a spanner in the works? I am. I'm going to go Whelan, Feeney, Simu. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll stick with that. That's what I'm going with. Wheel. I mean, you are outnumbered, Nate. So we are. We are. Me and Will are going to force this one through on you. But like, stand up for a Corey Wheeler. I mean, Will. When you're thinking yeah. of the back line, who's your third defender? I mean, when you're rating that back line, who's who's the one that you know maybe potentially gets swapped out for Wheeler? Probably Mellish, just because the other two are so strong. So when you put you put in Mellish up against Whelan, I'd, I mean, I'd, yeah, I'd have to I'd have to go with Mellish over Whelan in terms of um, just, just it, it means more to him to wear a Carlisle shirt week in week out. It, it it just does evidently on the pitch. So and and anyway, Liam, you can stand on this hill and you can die on this hill anyway. You're allowed to because you're outnumbered two to one. Anyway, so the back line is gonna be Feeney, Simiu. And who did we say there? Mellish. That's who we've gone with. All right, lads, the back five is in place. And they will move on to the three in the midfield. And I feel like it was quite good the way we did it with the back line, naming all three of them back to back. So I'm going to let you go first, Liam Denwood, mate. Name your three midfielders. Well, one of my midfielders is currently now a back five. So I'm going <laughs> 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 to... This is it. Well, it's not... Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was going to put Melish in the midfield for mine, but um, you've got a chance to mm, change it. Yeah, I'm going to change it. I'm going to say Riley. I'm going to say Guy for what he did at the start of the season, and I feel like I'm missing a blatantly obvious one. I can't think. <laughs> Riley Guy, Riley Guy. I had Riley Guy and Melish. That was my midfield. I was like the 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 Chris Beach classic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that midfield was really good in the Chris Beach, wasn't it? But not so not so good this season. Riley Guy and Devitt, I'll say. Okay, okay, yeah, and uh, it's interesting you say that. Well, I'll let I'll let you go with your nominations first, and then we'll throw this whole thing up into a mess of discussion, man. Yeah, um, no, I mean Devitt was kind of was was a player that I wanted to give some recognition to today. Um, because I thought when he did play for us, he was good. And also, when you kind of look at, um, he's going to train with us, and he, you know, and that he wants to kind of to get a contract for us next season, so he could still be a player who's got a role to play for us. So I, I'm just going to totally agree with Liam because a guy and Riley were already in my midfield, and I didn't know who else. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Devitt. All right, all right. I mean, fair enough, fair enough. I can I can throw something in the mix here, um, yeah. but before I reveal my third option, I have gone with Guy and Riley. Um, the first part, the first side of this for me, lads, is, is I, I did again. I, I didn't think about Tanner did have a right back, and obviously yeah. now he's gone in for right back. And I obviously I put Mella back <laughs> now there. <it's> all. <laughs> I wanted to get right. I wanted to get Riley in there. Um, yeah. It, because I felt like the person that I've put in the midfield really deserved to be in there. But now I'm second-guessing myself because you lads haven't nominated him. I put Gibson in there with Gibson, Guy and Riley. 
in my midfield because you know Gibson scored a lot of important goals when he got going, some really nice goals, and obviously I've nominated one of them for my goal of the season awards. And uh, so yeah, I've gone for Gibson, Guy, and Riley. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's uh, true. They, go on. All of his important goals were from a winger position. I don't think any of his really good performances were from midfield. So that, that's how that's how I count that thing. I think a lot of them, his good performances were in a front three, not so much a midfield three. Yeah, yeah, well said, well said, well said. But I mean, it's just one of those ones when it terms of, you know, because we had to do this formation and getting players in the squad that have maybe had a good game um, over players that. Again, because I feel like I had to force Riley into that midfield um, like instead of putting him at right back because of Mella, that whole situation. It was just a bit of a headache and I wasn't sure because I didn't want to put Dickinson in there. And then I thought maybe Devitt hadn't played enough games and that was my argument, maybe not putting Devitt in there because he maybe just didn't play enough games. But I did obviously toy with the idea of putting Devitt in there. So I'm not, I, I'm not too um, disheartened about agreeing with this and putting that <laughs> as the midfield free in the team of the season. So we're going with Devitt, Guy and Riley in the midfield. Right. Two strikers. Wills, two strikers. Um, I mean, who have you gone with as your, uh, as, as your front two? Um, Patrick and Dennis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Patrick, obviously, another nomination for potentially signing of the season. And so, arguably, was Dennis. Liam, have you gone with? Patrick, and I was debating whether to put Alessandra in there instead of Dennis, but I think Dennis has played a lot more games this season and probably had a, a more influential performance on the season. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to have to agree with Wills and go Patrick and Dennis, yeah. Well, gentlemen, it won't surprise you that I have also gone with Patrick and Dennis as my front two. I mean, yeah, Amari Patrick coming in, obviously I nominated him and, and we nominated him and he's been put forward for the player of the season. So it's no surprise that he appears here. I did think about putting Alessandra in that position as well, Liam. He, he did score a couple of goals here and there throughout the season and um, he looked a bit of a leader on the pitch when he was called upon to come off the bench on occasion. So, um, yeah, I thought about Gibson as well because um, even though there's not really a position in this lineup that suits him, I still kind of I felt like he's he sort of deserved to be in the team of the season, but you, you know you, you know you couldn't really make a strong enough argument for him being as a kind of one of the midfield three because you know as 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 Liam's already said he's a winger. Yeah, 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 and uh, that whole that whole Gibson. Um... It would be the third. It would be the third forward if we were playing three up front. Definitely. Yeah. I feel like he's got that sort of like potential to play yeah, to play in a diamond as well in the in, in the middle, sort of like where Clough was maybe gonna be more useful at the start of the season. Clough obviously I really forgot enjoyed. about Clough. Right, yeah, <laughs> Clough. What, what, would you put Clough in the midfield? <laughs> After how he played. Jesus. I mean lads, I mean I mean in terms of duds of the season, we're talking about Clough. Christian Abraham's coming in. Um, there's, there's, there's been at least two of them that you could nominate for a, for a bit of a signing mishap this year. Menezi Mimpala. Um, without going into too much detail, if you don't want to slander somebody, <laughs> Liam, who would you nominate for your banana skin signing this year? 
Tristan Abrahams. It would be Clough, but we're stuck with Tristan Abrahams for another year, so that's why I'm going to say... Exactly, yeah. make it... Yeah, I mean, we not necessarily. I'm going to go with Clough. Yeah. So much was expected of him. I think with Abrahams, you could, you, you know, you could argue that, it, it, you know, we didn't expect loads from him. So yeah. the fact that he didn't deliver loads, but as I think like Clough, you kind of like looked at him as like, this is kind of like going to be one of our kind of big players. And at least, at least Abrahams kind of like looked like he was trying. Clough didn't even really look like he was trying that much. So, yeah. and then he went yeah, to I've... Australia. <laughs> and then he buggered off to Australia. But he seems like he's doing well. I think he got engaged recently on Instagram. Um, so congratulations <laughs> in case that is the case. My banana skin signing this season probably goes to, because he made a bit of a fool out of me, it was uh, Lucas Jensen. I thought he, when he came in, <laughs> I feel like when he came in, he looked like a decent goalkeeper, big lad. Like I was all excited oh, was with Donna, his kind of Donna Roma's side. Yeah, against Charlie, he looked fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Just didn't get a chance. I think they're looking, and um, apparently he wasn't released until until right at the end of the season. So that was a surprise as well for me uh, that he was yeah. still with the club that long. Um, a couple of duds this year. Uh, none of them brought in by Paul Simpson. So we'll see what happens next year. Uh, things are looking up in terms of recruitment for the club. Obviously bringing in Greg Abbott, and uh, things are looking up for the podcast, lads. As the summer schedule has now officially started, this is the first of the summer schedule. This. Yeah, so thank you both very much for joining me, gentlemen. It's been a fantastic episode. I've both really enjoyed your company. And there's not a lot left for us to do, to be completely honest, apart from saying bye for now. Bye for now. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.